0: Hey guys, welcome back. This episode is going to be the August recap, and there were actually quite a few interesting deals both for buying groups and gift cards, and also some really good credit card offers as well. So it was another really solid month for me, and we'll just get right into it with buying groups. So at the beginning of August, or actually it was like the last day of July, there was a really big sale on Amazon devices at third party stores. So the sale wasn't actually on Amazon, but it was at places like Best Buy and Target, and Kohl's and Staples, and even at places like Home Depot and Lowe's. So it was a great opportunity for me to try out a bunch of new retailers that I haven't really done buying groups for before. So the sale was for a bunch of different products like the Fire Stick and Echo Dot, and the Fire HD, which is like a tablet, and also the Echo Show, which I think is some kind of device that can display pictures. So when the deal first dropped, it was just kind of chaos, and all these buying groups were sending me emails with a bunch of different links from so many different stores. And I knew I needed to act quick, but at the same time, I didn't really know where to start. So with all these retailers that are not Amazon, I usually ship to home first and then get a label from TDB and send it to them. And I'm really lucky because I live in Oregon, so I don't need to pay sales tax. I do know for Best Buy, you can get a tax-exempt certificate if you live in a sales tax state, but for the other retailers, I'm not really sure if you can do that. So with these deals, they were paying commissions of about 10%, so you would still come out ahead even if you had to pay the sales tax, but it's definitely a lot less profitable. So I apologize if a lot of this isn't really relevant to those that are listening. I have been able to dropship from both Best Buy and Walmart, so achievement unlocked there, but I'm not really sure how I did it, and it does take quite a bit of practice to figure that out. And a quick note of caution, there are some retailers out there like Target and Dell specifically that if you try to order something directly to a buying group address, they will just shut down all of your accounts and make it really hard for you to get a new account, even just for like personal items. I do know of one guy whose wife got mad because they can't even do grocery delivery from Target, which I think is hilarious. So you definitely do need to be really careful. I have heard that with Target, there's ways to like email them and get them to delete your account so that can kind of erase that bad history that you've done, but it is really hard. So I would just try to avoid doing that. So anyway, when this deal first dropped, it was actually BFMR that had all of the links compiled really well and buyinggroup.com was kind of dropping the ball there but I wanted to buy all my stuff for buyinggroup.com because they give free labels for stuff that you ship to home. Even though, like I said, I do live in Portland and I can just go to their warehouse, but it is quite a bit easier just to go drop stuff off at FedEx instead, or so I thought, but more on that later. So it was a bit of a convoluted process. I would go to the BFRMR website and click on their links and then try to cross-reference that from the buyinggroup.com website to make sure that they're buying the same stuff and for most all the stuff they were, but I just wanted to double check. And so I started off with Target, and I do have a really good season to count with them, so I'm pretty comfortable ordering like a decent amount of stuff from them, but I do try to make sure that I stay underneath the quantity limits, just because of what I said before about Target. So I ordered about $1,500 worth of stuff from Target on the first day, and by the way, for Target, you want to be using their red card, which is like a debit card, and it gives you 5% off anything at Target. Like I said in the last episode, it isn't really recommended to be using cards like for MSR, but I guess if you really have to, you can. And then I moved on to the other retailers. I went to Lowe's, but a lot of the stuff was already mostly sold out. I just got like a few of the Echo Dots and Fire Sticks. And then from Home Depot, they just had like the Fire Sticks as well. And then I went over to Kohl's, and they surprisingly still had a lot of stuff in stock. I think that's because they're pretty hard to order from. I'm not too sure on their algorithm, but they do like to cancel a lot. I think if you order like too much stuff in one order, then they'll cancel it, or if you like make too many orders on one account. But the great thing about Kohl's is the Kohl's cash, which I just learned about in this deal, and they give you $10 in Kohl's cash for every $50 that you spend, which is kind of crazy. That's like 20% off. So I just ordered like five or $600 worth of stuff, and then I got an email saying like, hey, you have $120 worth of Kohl's cash. And I was like, what's Kohl's cash? And why do I have so much of it? Because I didn't even order that much. And the thing with Kohl's Cash is there's kind of a narrow window when you need to use it. It's like starting from a day after you make the order for like a week or a couple weeks. And so what I did is I just went back a day later and thankfully there's still some stuff in stock. And I bought two of the Fire tablets for $150. And guess what? That purchase also earned me more Kohl's Cash. So I had another $30 and I went back a day later and bought some Fire Sticks. So this is pretty cool and I'll definitely be trying to hit Kohl's a little bit harder for the next deal and speaking of hitting things hard, the next thing I did was I went to Staples and they were just selling the Fire Stick in both the well I don't actually know the name of them but there's like a $23 version and a $25 version and I noticed that when you go on the Staples website and you click on the drop-down for how many Fire Sticks you want to buy it goes up to like 125 but you can only get the discount on the first three And so I thought, hmm, maybe I can just, like, make multiple orders up to 125, or maybe even more. And so I just spent a little bit of time, actually not really that much time, just manually ordering three at a time for, like, 10 or 15 orders. And this was just kind of experimental, just to, like, see if they would ship. And about 12 hours later, I got, like, 15 emails saying that each of my orders had shipped. So I went back and I just kept ordering more, like, three at a time. And unfortunately, after like 15 or 20 minutes, they were sold out. So I ended up getting 105 from Staples, but I definitely feel like I could have gotten more. So this was definitely a learning experience for me, not just like that Staples is good, but that when I'm testing these methods, I can maybe go a little harder in case it does work. Because like for Staples, it's really not that often that they have deals. But anyway, so the commission on the $23 fire sticks was $3 per unit, and then I also got 3% cash back on top cash back, and then also these purchases were earning 5x with my Chase Ink cash card. So overall it was a great deal, but of course it doesn't end here. Now that I've ordered all of this stuff, I need to make sure that it all arrives to my house, and then I need to get it over to the buyinggroup.com warehouse. So it was kind of fun to open my door and see like a huge pile of packages from UPS staples had actually shipped all of the fire sticks as three per box instead of consolidating them which would have made things quite a bit easier so in total with all the other stuff that i bought i had 165 items and i thought it would be easier to ship all this stuff through fedex than to go to the tdb warehouse or i should say buyinggroup.com warehouse I kind of keep saying TDB because it's easier to say, but I didn't want to have to drive all the way through the traffic and then maybe have to wait in line if there's other people there and then they would have to like scan all of my items in one by one while I'm standing there. And I was also a little bit impatient because I didn't want to have to wait for all of my items to arrive to my house. There were a few that were delayed a bit, so I thought that if I shipped everything instead, I could send things off as they come. But this actually turned out to be quite a bit more work than I expected, because Buying Group.com they were giving out free labels but you had to have 20 items per box and each box had to be less than 50 pounds so it was a bit hard to make sure that everything fit within those parameters and then I had to weigh and measure each box and put that into the website in order to request my label and then print out the label and then tape everything up and drive over to FedEx and this is just where i'm going to say i know i'm going to get some negative comments about how i'm like exposing all of this information but like i said before you know it is quite a bit of work to do all this and you also have to be living in a tax-free state for what i was just talking about just to kind of put things into perspective there's 18,000 people in the buyinggroup.com discord i know a lot of those guys were just there for the ps5 cash outs back when that was a thing But still, like, all the stuff that I'm talking about here has been talked about at one point on the Discord. And compared to 18,000, my first episode of this podcast had, like, 250 views. So I really doubt that this is going to have any significant impact on any of these deals. So anyway, it probably took me, like, at least two hours to do all the packaging when I think it would have been a lot easier just to go to the warehouse. And the worst part is that in one of my boxes they had scanned in the wrong quantity of the Echo Dots. So I think I had six of them, but they only scanned in five. And so I sent a message into the Discord saying like, what the hell? And the response I got was, I hope you had recorded the serial number. And I was like, there's no way I'm recording 165 serial numbers and keeping track of which ones I put into which box, but apparently this is what some people do. I think there's a barcode scanner device that you can get that might make things easier but I still think it's a lot of work to keep track of everything. I do like take a picture of the cereals for high value items like laptops and iPads, but for a $23 item, I just don't really think it's worth it. But regardless, I submitted a ticket for my missing item and I did get credited the money. I don't know if they were able to find their mistake or if they just took my word for it because they can see in my account that I've done like $200,000 worth of stuff with them and this is my first missing item case. I feel like one factor might be that when you ship stuff to them with their label the stuff gets shipped to california and i don't know if the staff are like as well trained as they are in portland because portland is where they get like the vast majority of their stuff but that's just a hunch that i have at any rate i'm glad that they were able to resolve my missing item case and that definitely does give me some more faith in them I've heard from others as well that Buyinggroup.com seems to have the best support, but this also makes me more inclined to just go and drop the stuff off at the warehouse and watch them scan it in. So the last two things I have to report for buying groups was I did drop ship a few of the iPads from Amazon. Those were on sale for two fifty, dollars and Buyinggroup.com was paying a $4 commission, which is great for an Amazon deal. And then I bought a few iPad Pros and AirPod 3 from Costco. And then at the end of the month, I also bought a few of the Fire Sticks from Amazon. And the great thing about buying any Amazon devices from Amazon is you can get 8% cash back on top cash back. So combining this with the 5% from your credit card makes it a really good deal. But even if you order three of each type on all three of your accounts, that's still only like a few hundred dollars. So nothing really to write home about. Oh, and then I also bought six of the MacBook M1 from Amazon. And just one more deal that I did was the PS5s from eBay. These are pretty easy to dropship, but you just wanna make sure that you don't use your main account, because if that gets shut down, then you would lose all of your seller history, which would suck if you sell stuff on eBay alright so the totals for the month for buying groups and this is where I'm trying to get good at using VLOOKUP for spreadsheets to help with tallying everything up so from Target I had $1,517 from Kohl's I had $866 from Staples $2,652 from Costco $3,008 from Lowe's $182 from eBay $960 And from Amazon, $9,612. So that brings the total spend for Brian Groups to $19,992. And from this, I earned $351 in net commissions. So that includes the negative commissions from the Amazon deals, along with the positive commissions from the Amazon devices, like from Staples and Target. And then I also earned $1,620 from all the cash back from the credit cards and Top Cash Back and Kohl's Cash. So this brings the total buying group profit to $1,971. And I would say for this month, for buying groups, that was pretty hard-earned money. I mean, I was out there, like, doing actual labor. But it was my first time ordering so much stuff to my house, so I'm thinking for the next time there's like a major deal like this, I should be pretty well prepared for what to do. Okay, so moving on to gift cards for August. Usually on the first of the month, there is promotions for both eGifter and My Gift Cards Plus, and usually these sell out pretty quickly, so you want to be ready for them. For this month, My Gift Cards Plus was selling both Lowe's and Under Armour, and I bought $500 worth of each, which was the limit. And for eGifter, it was Chipotle, Old Navy, and Jersey Mike subs for a total of $500. And for this one, I just have one account for each of them. And then at around the middle of the month, uh, My Gift Cards Plus was selling Instacart gift cards, so I bought $500 worth of those. And then Staples was also running a deal where they were selling AMC and Regal gift cards. And like the Firesticks for Staples, there is a limit on the gift cards, but that's only per order, and you can do a lot of orders. I don't know what their per account limits are, but for this promotion, I was able to get $1,650 worth of AMC gift cards and $600 worth of Regal gift cards. And since it's Staples, these were earning 5x with my chasing cash. Then there was the Samsung Cashstar Uber gift card deal, and I bought $400 worth of gift cards from there. And this is another one of the ones where I don't really know what the limits are. I mean, it's $100 per order, but I don't know how many orders you can actually do. In my case, I did four orders. And then there was this Kroger multi-deal for a bunch of random gift cards like Lowe's and Bath and Body Works, Grubhub, Uber Eats, and Petco. So for each of these, it was like limit $100 for each brand, and I ended up getting like $600 worth. But then these were also earning 4x fuel points, so I did get a little bit of extra profit there. So as you can see, I'm still testing out a lot of different merchants to see which deals work the best for me. And then I had this Amex offer for a $100 gift card from Hotels.com and then get $20 back. And this is a great deal because Hotels.com gift cards can be used, like, at pretty much any hotel. And so I got this offer on five of my Amex cards, and the rate that I sold them for was 84%, so that's a $4 profit for each card, times five cards is $20. And then I did $7,500 worth of Apple gift cards with the Kroger Fuel Points. So in total, for the gift card spend for August, it was $12,852.50, with a profit of $389. And for both buying group and gift card profit, I'm just taking into account the commissions and the credit card points earned from the purchases, and not any kind of sign-up bonuses that I'm currently working on. I'll be covering those in the credit card section. Then I did $6,500 worth of bank funding. And then about $50,000 worth of MS through this other method that I'm not going to be talking about just yet. I was just using this to hit a few signup bonuses and AU bonuses. And for this the fee pretty much uh, cancels out any points that were earned from the purchases themselves. So I'm not going to be including these in the tally because I don't want it to be clickbait. And I want this show to be more about what you can do using mostly public methods. But I am trying to think of a way to share the semi-private MS methods that I'm doing. Okay, so moving on to credit cards. This month I was due to get another Chase Ink card, so I applied for the Chase Ink Preferred. And for this one, the offer is spend $8,000 and get 100,000 Ultimate Rewards points with a $95 annual fee. And I was also able to refer from my P2, so I got an extra 40,000 points. So for Ultimate Rewards points, I usually just value them at 1.25 cents per point, which is basically the cash out rate. So if you multiply 140,000 points times 1.25 and then subtract the $95 annual fee, it's $1,555. And by the way, everything I've talked about so far has been in single player mode. My wife does have a few Chase Inc. cards just so that she can generate referrals to me. And she does have her own Amex Business Platinum for the lounge access. But she is a lot more conservative than me when it comes to credit cards and fintech in general. And she doesn't really want to be calling Recon several times per month. So right now we're not really applying for any new cards for her and keeping her profile pretty clean, at least for now. Anyway, so the only other credit card deal that I did for this month, which was actually a pretty big deal, it was the Amex employee card offers. And those were spend $4,000 and get 20,000 points for each employee that you add, up to five employees per card and this works for both the business platinum and the business gold and so since you can apply for a business platinum every 90 days and also a business gold every 90 days most intermediate churners like me have four of these at any given time so you can do the offer with five employees on each card and I have eight cards with the offer so in total it's spend $160,000 to get 800,000 points I value Amex points at 1.2 cents per point, so this ends up being $9,600, but I was only able to get the spend done for half of these in August, and I'll just count the other half in September, so for now I'll just say $4,800. So combining this with the $1,645 from the Chase Inc. Preferred, that brings the total for credit cards to $6,445 all right so the final tally first i'm going to do the spend so from buying groups i had nineteen thousand nine hundred and ninety two dollars and gift cards had twelve thousand eight hundred and fifty two dollars so the total for that was thirty two thousand eight hundred and forty four dollars then the profit for buying groups was one thousand nine hundred and seventy one dollars and the profit for gift cards was three hundred and eighty nine dollars So the total profit for both of these combined was $2,360. And then when I combine this with the total profit for the credit cards, that brings the grand total for the month of August to $8,805 in profit. So you might be seeing a common trend in that the profit is a lot higher with credit cards than it is for the buying group and gift card reselling activities. I think if I wanted to be more efficient with my time, I would just focus on credit cards. But it's also that I've been doing credit cards for a lot longer than I've been doing buying groups and gift cards. I actually only started doing gift cards like in the later part of last year. So I do think I have a lot of room for improvement there. But yeah, this was a really great month for me, especially considering that I do also have a full-time job outside of churning. So I'm only really devoting like 5 to 10 hours per week on this stuff. But training has gotten to be such a significant part of my income that it's not really a hobby anymore. I would call it more of a side hustle. And nowadays, this podcast has become the hobby, along with all the time that I spend searching for award flights. But we'll get into that on another episode. And by the way, I just bought a new microphone that I'm recording this episode on. It was like $35 on Amazon. So let me know if you can tell the difference in the sound quality. When I'm listening to this back now, I think I might actually prefer the sound just from the microphone on my laptop. I don't know, for some reason when I was playing this in my car, it didn't really sound very good. But I'm sure whatever I'm doing, like someone who knows anything about audio would be able to fix it in like two seconds. I tried to apply like a low-pass filter to it. I think it does help a little bit, but let me know what you think. And if you're interested in what it took to start this podcast, I'm not doing anything fancy. I just used this free software called Audacity to record and edit. I got someone to make the logo for $23 on Fiverr and then the website is just like this pre-built website from a company called transistor.fm they have a free trial and then it's twenty dollars a month but it's really good with integrating to all of the podcast websites like spotify and apple podcasts so i'd highly recommend it And then the last thing that I have is the email list, which is done through MailChimp. And you should all definitely sign up for the email list, by the way. I do have a few good ideas for what I'm going to do with it. But yeah, MailChimp is free until you need to start sending, like, thousands of emails. So yeah, I was able to set up this podcast pretty easily, I would say, and with not too much upfront cost. So if anyone out there is looking to do the same, I'd say go for it. But yeah, that's all I got for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll see you guys next time.